Welcome, my name is Matt Wilson. Thank you for joining us for Cannon Air Force Base Fire Department Highlight. In these episodes, we'll talk with current members of the department about emergency services offered, department makeup, shift schedules, the local community, and much more. Our intent is to give listeners an idea of what the department and base are about so that they can make an informed decision when their time comes for reassignment. Before we get into the episode, don't forget to check out our new website, firedog.us. On the site, you'll find every new podcast episode, along with articles from people across the fire service. So check out the site, save it to your favorites. And if you want to have an article featured on the site, click contribute at the top of the page. As always, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. So without further ado, please welcome from Canada Air Force Base, Mr. Cyril Albert and Staff Sergeant Jacob Sullivan. Again, thanks guys for coming on. I appreciate your time. Uh, as you already probably know, this episode is just to highlight the base, highlight the department while keeping the conversation unclassified. You know, it's to give people insight who are up for reassignment, who may want to know about Canon. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the department makeup. We'll talk about some services provided by the department. We'll talk about the local community and then we'll highlight anything else you guys want to cover. So before we get started, can each of you introduce yourself and give us a brief overview of who you are and what position you hold in the department? Um, name is Staff Sergeant Jacob Sullivan. I've been at Cannon Air Force Base for the last five years. Um, this is my first duty station, my only duty station, so looking to BOP soon. Um, I'm married. I don't have any kids. Uh, that's a little bit about myself. Welcome. My name is Cyril Albert. I'm the uh, fire inspector for the base. I was just hired about November, uh, 21 years in the civilian department, prior Air Force, before that firefighter, uh, made a conscious decision to come here. I had several options, about six other places that were hiring fire inspectors that I had applied to that had offers, and I came to Cannon. So that says anything about coming to Cannon, you know, I mean, I made an educated decision to come here. Cool. Well, it's great to meet both of you. Where have you been stationed? I was at Seymour Johnson in uh, North Carolina, and actually that's where I stayed and lived the last 25 years there. Um, I did some time at McGuire, um, Panama, Columbia, you know, Central South America and sub TDYs. And Cannon's the best out of all those spots, huh? That's what you're saying? That's what I pick, <laughs> man. Cool. That's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll buy it. So we'll start out with a brief description of the department and the base. You know, how many fire stations are there? How many firefighters and what's the mission of the base? Cannon Air Force Base, we're located in Clovis, New Mexico. So in reference on the map, that's East New Mexico, real close to the Texas border. Um, closest cities, Lubbock, Texas. Uh, we have three stations right now. So one on main base, one that covers the Chavez housing, which is right outside base which is the, uh, just the base housing for E6 and below. And we also, our third station, which is out at our bombing range. Um, we have a fourth station in the works. It's future project down the road, but we'll have four, and I'd say maybe next, the coming years, you know. Cool. How many firefighters? There's a... Uh... We got 92 firefighters assigned to our, in a, a set three equipment right now for our ARF equipment. So we got quite a bit of equipment. I think there's seven ARF trucks total. Right. Um, two engines, <clears throat> three tankers. Yeah. Um, what else we got? We've got two wild land, two or three wild land trucks. Rigs, yeah. So we've got a quite, quite a bit of equipment. 
in the station. It's a ginormous station. We've got 18 stalls just in station one. Yeah, so we support the 27th Special Operations Wing is our mission here. If anybody knows anything about special operations, you know, we support the commandos, make make it so that they're safe when they're here so they can go off and keep us safe. For sure. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I bet you guys need some neat stuff. Yeah, definitely some cool stuff going on. So one, a lot of people like to know what kind of shift schedule a department works. What kind of schedule you guys got going on there? I work an eight-hour schedule. Um, our eight hours personnel work a 60 hour work week. So we work nine hour days, um, hour lunch, hour workout, and we get a 24 hour shift once a week for our eight hours personnel. Um, I'll let Sergeant Sullivan touch on actual operations schedule because I'm not operations. So, uh, as far as operations, we got two shifts, A and B shift, obviously, and we're working 48 on 48 off with a Kelly day every two weeks which it's a rotating code day, so it could either be a Saturday. Like for me, for example, it's a, either a Saturday or a Sunday. It alternates each two weeks. But yeah, 48 on, 48 off. That's cool. You guys are the second department I've talked to, and that's the second 48. In my career, I've only worked 24s, so I think I'm one of the really? rare. Yeah, I'm one of the rare ones out there. I don't know what it's I like. I work 24s. But we, we were on 24s when I first got here, and I'll definitely say I like 48s a lot better. Oh, yeah, or, you made the switch recently. I would say mm, two and a half years ago, um, we went to 48s. Cool. And everybody seems to like it? Oh, uh, everybody that's been here from, the, from going to 24s to 48s, they definitely like it better. Nice. You know, because on 24s, you're either waking up and coming to work, or you're waking up and you're leaving work. So you're at work almost every day. Mm-hmm. Well, if you like work, that's not an issue though, right? Right. No, I'm, well, just, I mean, I'm, just, I'm just messing with you guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, every base is different. Every base provides some kind of unique service or, you know, standard workup of services, which is cool too. It sounds like you guys got a wildland mission. It sounds like there's a whole lot of resources there. So what are some of the unique services that they provide at Cannon Department? So we do have a pretty strong wildland mission here. Um, I mentioned the the range we have here. Uh, we send a wildland crew out there every shift. Um, without getting into too much information, it, I mean we got a lot of grass here. It's dry, high winds, so it can get going pretty quick. Um, we we work with the local county a lot too. Clovis, just it's the same scenario out in town. You know, lots of dry grass and wind gets going, so. We'll send a tanker out there every now and then if it's needed. Any brush trucks? Uh, out at the range, we got a two or three brush trucks. So it's basically like an old rig with, you know, it carries about 500 gallons. And it's got a nozzle hanging out the window. And it moves quick, so we're, we're driving around. Somebody's spraying out the passenger side. A pretty, pretty cool rigs. Nice. And do you guys get to join up with the state for any fires that happen within the state, or is it just exclusively on the, the base? Not that I've been here, no. Okay. I think they, they've they got 70,000 acres on the range alone just to maintain. Yeah. So they work with a, um, a contract company that comes out there and does, like, fire breaks and things like that. And then our guys um, support when they do have range fires or the um, LZ because the range is dedicated 
specifically for our mission. Nobody else uses it but us. Mm-hmm. So it gets a lot. It actually gets a lot of use because of that, and that's what keeps uh, you know spec ops here. Mm-hmm. Cool. Any other unique services at Canon by the fire department? We offer hazmat. Um, obviously, most bases do, but unique about this base is we got a BNSF railway that runs right outside the gate. So mm-hmm. there, that possibility is always there, you know. For sure. Yeah, the, uh, I think most of the community is either employed by Cannon Air Force Base or by the railroad, it seems like, everybody here. So the it's a main um, railroad hub right through mm-hmm. Clovis. The number of trains is mm-hmm. unreal. Nonstop, all day. Oh, really? So the hazmat team is pretty good. They've got uh, a fully dedicated, like a heavy rescue that's just hazmat. And then they got a hazmat trailer also, two, two hazmat trailers. So we got a pretty big hazmat operation here. They've sent, I've been here since November and they've already sent four people to tech school to hazmat tech school in Goodfellow. It's a lot of so spots opening up. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty unique. I'd say that's definitely unique, but you're right. You know, most bases handle their hazmat, but that's definitely something worth mentioning. Yeah. Well, another important aspect and a question that gets asked a lot is in regards to the local community. So what town is the air force base near and, you know, what's it like? So it's, uh, it's Curry County. We're located just outside of the, the town of Clovis, New Mexico. Uh, population's like 38,000. We've got several elementary schools, like 12 elementary schools. Um, they've got three or four middle schools. Uh, and they've got a freshman academy and the high school. The reason I have a freshman academy is because the high school – is a 5a it's huge and to keep competitive in the 5a and not break up into two smaller schools because they have a really good football program um their band has won state championship like seven years in a row um they keep it that way and my interaction with uh with the middle school and high school has been phenomenal the counselors have been great principals have been great um they just went back full-time to school this week so they, they were doing two days of school, um, two days of homeschool, and then Wednesdays was kind of like a, a study hall for us older people. And uh, they went back today, full-time school. Uh, but it's been phenomenal. They've got also an early college that um, you can apply in high school for. And rather than doing dual enrollment, you actually, if you're accepted, you go straight to the community college and you take college classes. So you'll graduate with your high school diploma and a um, 60 hours of college credit and a associate's degree out of high school. Yeah. So they're, they're very, very on top of education. We're very pleased. We came from North Carolina and uh, schools were decent where we were at, but I think it was a step above here and the attention that we've noticed that the uh, counselors and the principals get one-on-one involvement with parents that, you know, especially someone moving to the, to the area, you know, which is probably a big question for a lot of your military people, PCS, and then have kids and stuff that, you know, and there's some private schools. There are some private schools. I know that does interest some people. So, and one of the unique things about the uh, Curry County school systems is your homeschool people. 
I know that a lot of people do military because they travel, they move around, they do homeschooling. If you homeschool, you are allowed, your kids are allowed to participate in the um, city school systems, sports and athletic programs and, and things like that, which I thought was phenomenal. You know, a lot of kids get left out of that with homeschooling, but they can participate in sports and all the other activities. Well, that sounds great, man. It sounds like the schools are awesome there. Yeah, they, they really support the, uh, the military here. I mean, the, the city in itself knows that the uh, military base provides a lot of job and, you know, and provides a lot to the economy here. So they definitely have our backs, you know, which is a nice, nice feeling. You know, you go some places, sure. you know, oh, you're in the military. You know, you, you guys are taking jobs away from us or whatever, but it's, it's not like that here. Community is very outgoing, very helpful. Um, it's just been a phenomenal experience since I've been here. Awesome. And both of you guys have families you mentioned, right? Yes, sir. And you have school-aged children, sounds like. I do, yes. Yeah, right. So I've got one in, uh, in middle school and one in high school. So, I mean, it sounds like the area is pretty good for families to me. Anything else to add on? Uh, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. They've got uh, – so family-wise, it's very family-oriented around here. Um, everybody we've met, like I said, has been very welcoming. Communities are nice. Um, cost of living here is pretty decent, really good. I mean, I went from um, resort area, um, the Outer Banks of North Carolina, Virginia Beach area, to here. And uh, I got quite a much bigger house here than I did where I was living at before in a Brent in a very nice neighborhood. Um, all the neighbors are very welcoming, a lot of military, a lot of railroad employees and stuff, retired military. The, um, the community, they do a lot of good stuff. They do have a, um, a music festival every year, obviously because of COVID it was canceled, but it's called dragon main. It's like a three day festival downtown. Um, they have car shows, everybody, and it's called Dragon Main because it's like old school, like, you know, happy days. People just cruising up and down the main street on their cars. They'll have live bands and stuff playing. Well, a lot of the local community kids have taken it, and they do it every Friday now. There's no music, but every Friday the kids get out there and they cruise their cars up and down. Just good, wholesome fun, you know. Um, and it's right next to the police station, so it's not like they're out there drag racing, you know. Um we got a lot of uh, community sports involvement. We actually have one of our um, tech sergeants is involved with the uh, softball. Softball is huge here. They have some really big softball tournaments and stuff that the base gets involved with. But they have people from all over the nation come here and play in softball tournaments. So, Dang, um, that's pretty cool. That's a few of the things I've experienced. Outside of Clovis, short drive, there's a lot of um, outdoor stuff. Our um, outdoor rec here does a great job at supporting that. They have um, ski packages, snowboarding packages. You can travel anywhere from an hour and a half to three hours and get some of the best skiing you're going to get anywhere. Um, one of the local mountains, it's about three hours from here, but three hours seems like a long drive, but it's a day trip for a couple of airmen. And you can ski all day for about 200 bucks. You know, that's rental package, lift ticket, food, everything. And it's, uh, it's really good. Really good <clears throat> hunting, cool. camping. I bet New Mexico, Sergeant Sullivan can enlighten you a little bit more on the fishing and hunting, but New Mexico's probably got some of the best big game 
you're going to find in probably in the entire United States. It's incredible. Yeah, Jacob, what do you like to do, man? What kind of recreational activities are you into? Uh, I like to fish, you know. Um, I'm from South Georgia, so there's a lot lot more water. But it, it does exist out here. Um, you just got to drive a little bit. And, you know, the weather here, if it ain't too windy, it's pretty nice. So right now, you know, fish are pushing up for the pre-spawn, so I'm trying to get out there, do a little bit of fishing, bass cool. fishing. I mean, the area offers all kinds of species. Just depends what you like. Me personally, I like the bass fish. Ute Lake, it's like an hour and a half from here. Mm-hmm. That's a big walleye fishing spot. They got bass. They've got trout. Um, world-class fly fishing, short drive from here. Whether you're going to Texas, New Mexico, you can short drive north here in Colorado. Um, tons of state parks. We got white sands. Um, one of the big things New Mexico is known for is Bloom Festival. Out in um, Albuquerque. Albuquerque is only three hours, three and a half hours, yep. you know. Um, you can shoot out there, get an Airbnb for a couple hundred bucks and spend a weekend. Yeah, mo- most people here, I would say the day trips, they like to go to Lubbock, Texas. Uh, Texas Tech's over there. So it's it's good for the, the younger airmen. Yeah, that was my next question for you guys. Where do people like to travel? But it sounds like you pretty much covered all of it. <laughs> and yeah. and Cannon, Cannon's a place that I thought was pretty isolated. So I was, I was halfway expecting you know, an answer along the lines of, man, there's not much, you, you got to drive pretty far to get anywhere, but. Yeah. Like- you got to drive a little bit. Um, the nice thing is the isolation keeps the community small um, and small in the sense of, like I said, people are friendly, you know, they look out for their neighbors. The uh, community is pretty safe. You know, um, I don't think I've heard a, a siren one, since I've been here in town, you know, um, first time I saw someone pulled over was the other morning coming to work for speeding. It's the first time I've seen someone pulled over the whole time I've been here. And, you know, and I was working in, working in Norfolk, Virginia. So, you know, every other day was a gunshot, you know, or somebody getting something going wrong. So it's, it's a really nice community. Like you said, for the family and stuff like that, the younger airmen, these, you know, if they're willing to get out and do a little bit of traveling, you know, the base offers a lot of nice stuff for them. Um, we got a we got a flying club here that they can join and they can get their uh, private flying license and stuff. That's not only opened up to the airmen, but it's also opened up to uh, family civilians. Um, so that's pretty unique to Canon too. Um, then there's a lot of other clubs and stuff. They've got a recording studio here on base that the airmen can use. They can make their own demo tapes. If you're into that kind of stuff, uh, we've yeah, that got would help us for the podcast, man. That'd be pretty cool to have that. Yeah, it would. Yeah. It would. I just thought about that. <laughs> They've got three, three gyms, two, two big gyms right now. They just, and they, um, a satellite gym. They just built a brand new gym with the indoor track and a swimming pool. Um, another gym's getting built on the other side of the airfield, which is, mm-hmm. they have a whole giant facility. It's going to be, basically for the commandos, but the gym will still be open for lap swimming and stuff like that. And it's going to be like 25 foot deep salt water pool. And there's CrossFit setups all over the base. I've seen probably half a dozen different CrossFit gyms outdoors, you know, cause those CrossFit guys, they like to get out and do it outside. So mm-hmm. there's all kinds of facilities like that on the base. Um, 
running tracks, walking tracks. They got a turf football field here mm-hmm. on base. Yep. So we got a golf course. Yeah, eighteen hole golf course. Yeah, it's got a driving range as well. They got a traps um trap and skeet shooting range here on base. With the uh with the golf course too, it's pretty cool if you're single and you live in the dorms, it's free. So you go out there and golf all day, you don't spend Dang. a dime. That's crazy. I've never heard that. Mm-hmm. It's a good deal. That's re- that's reason enough to go to Cannon right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> no doubt. So, what's the weather like there? Uh, I mean, it, so right now it's right about to be the beginning of April. It's starting to warm up. Like today, it's I think it's fifty-seven. We got 60. fifty-seven. It's sunny. Um, you know, I'll say there's pretty high winds almost half the days because we're out on this it's flat as all get out, you know. So we got wind coming down from Colorado and all the mountains, and it comes and hits us pretty hard often. Um, but the weather's pretty nice. Uh, rarely get rain. Um, during the winters, we get snow a couple times a year. It can get pretty cold with the wind blowing. I think this year, you know, during winter, it got down to negative 11. So it definitely gets cold during the winter. Um and then during the summer, it gets real hot, too, up to, like, 90s, 95. It's 300 days of sunshine, if you look statistic-wise. And those other 60 days, it's not 60 days of snow and rain. It's 60 days of just cloudiness, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that one day at minus 9, like, three days later, it was 45. Yeah. The weather is crazy mm-hmm. in the fluctuation and stuff. It never yeah. stays cold for too long, and it never stays hot for very long because – You'll get a 30 to 40 degree swing from the day to the night mm-hmm. in temperatures and stuff. Yep. I think average in the summers, like Sergeant Sullivan said, mid 90s. It, it can get up there. And it, you have your high days. It's like, it's dry heat, you know. So if you're used to the humid humidity, it's very dry here. It sounds like it's at elevation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, elevation? we're 4,300, 43 to 44. 100 oh, feet wow. um we sit on top of a plateau that's why it's so flat mm-hmm. so when you leave clovis for example when you leave clovis and you head to albuquerque you just drop off the side and when you're coming back you can see a huge elevation gain so that's why we get all the winds mm-hmm. and stuff is because of that plateau it's so flat you know there's nothing to buffer the wind yeah. and so yeah. huge agricultural area um yes. we have the largest cheese factory in the world they make almost all the cheddar cheese in the world um but dairy farms are huge here um then you get your um beef cattle and stuff you get a little bit into texas and stuff like that but the dairy farms are huge here the agriculture is well supported because of the cheese factory big big farmer town if you like the outdoors i can tell you from a short drive to a long drive you know i mean you can go to some some of the most phenomenal hiking and camping spots. I mean, between Albuquerque and here, I think we stopped at five different state parks that offered camping and hiking and stuff, you know, just to check them out. Cause my family likes to do a lot of hiking and camping and fishing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're big outdoors people. So there's a lot of that going on. You know, we've already got a bunch of half a dozen trips planned out for the summer, you know, in spring, fall, you pretty much camp year around here. If you got the right equipment. Sweet. Well, beyond, 
everything that you told me, is there anything else you guys want to highlight about the place? Anything else you want to say about it? I'll highlight real quick on um, kind of the makeup of the department and the leadership here is uh, I came from, you know, active duty to work in the civilian department and came here and it was very refreshing. Our leadership, they stand tall together. Our deputy chief and chief, it's it's kind of rare in my experience to see two guys work so well together. Um, we've got a civilian chief, Master Sergeant, is our fire chief, and we've got a civilian deputy fire chief who's a retired master chief. But they're phenomenal. They work great together. Um, very, very, very little micromanagement going on. I mean, they pass the word down to the ACs. The ACs run their shifts, and, and it's the same way on shift. They, you know, they give assignment. And I, I see, you know, I get to work one shift um, a week and I get to work with both shifts. So I get to see all three parts of the department, both shifts and the eight hour side. And it seems like everybody here works real well together. You know, um, when there's deployments going on, I see the NCOs and even the airmen here trying to support the guys that are away, you know, look out for their families and stuff like that. Uh, we've got a wife's association. They get together with the chief's wives at, kind of been standing that up to help support you know the airmen and ncos when they're deployed and stuff like that or just the wives when they first get here if they need anything they were great they reached straight out to my wife you know as a civilian coming from across the country and uh made sure my wife if we need anything helped her get settled in with the schools um offered to help find jobs mm -hmm. so it's it's a pretty nice nice tight-knit group here you know as big as this department is you know they Seems like everybody works well together, gets along real well. Mm -hmm. NCOs literally like to look out for their airmen and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with. We have amazing leadership right now, um, and it looks like it's going to be that way in the future. Canyon is getting better and better since since I've got here. It's only continued to get better, so I can only imagine that's how it's going to go in the future. All right, gentlemen. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your leadership allowing you to come on, talk about Cannon Fire Department and the base. You guys provide a lot of good insight, and I know that the information you provide is going to help some people out who may be interested in going to Cannon. So, again, I appreciate your time. Absolutely. I'm yes, glad sir. we could be assistance. Uh, you know, we got a great mission here. It's it's a pretty unique mission, you know, so I think to get the opportunity to come out here and work with these guys and train on this base and do the things we do and the wildland side of things, you know, there's not very many bases you get to do that kind of firefighting, you know, and that can transition to a great career outside, you know, mm -hmm. in the civilian sector too, for, for some people, if that's what they desire to pursue. Um, but yeah, it's a great place. I, I really thoroughly enjoy being here. Yeah. Sounds like it guys. You got anything else, Jacob? Yeah. Just want to say thank you for having us. Um, I've been here for the last five years and it's been good to me. You know, this, this place offers uniqueness and something that the best base in the Air Force doesn't. So it's all about finding that, taking advantage of it, and, you know, using it to your benefit. Don't listen to anybody when they say Cannon's a bad place. There's a lot you can take out of this place. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, again, man, I appreciate it. It's your time. You guys have a good day. Yes, cool. sir. Thank you. Thank you.